Hey everybody, welcome back to a new season of Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beast. With me, of course, is my good friend Devious Vacuum. Hey everybody! My new friend Aaron Ronan. Good evening. Your new friend. I uh my old new friend, Polahoko. Hey. It's Polahoko, everybody. It's me. Hey. He's back. From outer space. In Pog form. Uh my other new friend Turbo C. Hello. My new friend Jim. Hey everybody. Why are you all new friends? I don't know. I just slipped on uh on somebody and I just decided to go with it. Anyhow. Well, we're all your new friends, new listeners. There you go, exactly. Well, here at the Shibuya Scramble, everyone is a new acquaintance. You have amnesia like every visual novel character. <laughs> yes, like every visual novel character, I'll do that. <laughs> Um, what's going on? What's, uh, what's happening, everybody? Not much. Um, I was about to actually got some work stuff going. Oh, um. Oh, yeah, visual novels. Um, did we, what did everybody know about, did anybody know anything about Shibuya Scramble going in? I, I knew a lot about it. <laughs> Only that it was from Spike Chunsoft, and it's apparently good. That they're live action aspects. Yeah. It's one of the only games that uh, got a perfect score on Famitsu. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I knew it had a lot of endings. Famitsu's kind of bullshit, though, right? Famitsu is bullshit, but <laughs> they don't give perfect scores very often. Well, I didn't even know what it was, and you told me that, and I was like, wow, that's impressive. It just sounds impressive. Any website that talks about games giving it a perfect, giving anything a perfect score is a miracle. Wow, Joe's Game Quarter gave it 18 stars. Wow. <laughs> so this was a Wii game originally, by the way. What? For Why? the original Wii. And you can't tell at all, folks. <laughs> what um what was I gonna say? Alright then. Should should we just should we just go with it then? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. 428 Shibuya Scramble. DVAC, take it away! <laughs> you gotta play it with a controller, first of all. Anybody who's like, hey, I wanna get this game for PC, you gotta play it with a controller. I- I'm playing it with the keyboard. <laughs> Me too, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it with a keyboard, too. Um, it did not accept my keyboard. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which buttons I was supposed to press. It was it was being very weird with my keyboard as well, so I plugged in a controller. And so, yeah, I just plugged in my 360 controller. This is a bad port. This is not good. <laughs> I'm playing it on a virtual machine Windows installation inside of, inside of Mac, Mac OS. <laughs> If you want to... That's, that's, that's hard that's mode. That's bold. hard mode, yes. <laughs> yeah, I went to the settings to be like, alright, uh, it's probably configured for controller, so let me just switch that to keyboard, and nope. you Your options are PS4 or Xbox. I started with the PS4 controller, and it was all screwed up. <laughs> like, my buttons were all... And there's no, like, remapping within the thing, and I'm just like, let me go dig out the Xbox, cause, and that was fine. But yeah, it was weird. Wow. I've had my 360 controller that I used to play PC games for like 15 years or however old the Xbox 360 is, and it still fucking works. So like, great job, because I was like 50 bucks. So yeah, good job, ancient controller. Good job, Microsoft on that one, right? Yeah, for I got to give them that one, even though now I'm at, on a new computer with Windows 10 for this season. <laughs> got to <laughs> give them that one. <laughs> By the way, after this, please give me all of the Audacity settings that I forgot that were on my own computer. 
Um, although Audacity now that I installed it for for folks, I know podcast enthusiasts out there want to know. Like it comes with the MP3 stuff actually already installed. Yeah. <laughs> instead of you having to do it separately. It does finally the license for that thing. Yeah. And that was such a long time ago. I forgot about all that. Oh no! I three thousand years. Uh. Anyway, four twenty eight Shibuya scramble. Yes. Um, fun high energy. Uh, we open so this is it's um it's live action, but it's not like live real time video. Um, no, it's, it's so. images. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like a few seconds uh, every now and then. There's clips. It's not. It'd be it'd be wrong to call it an FMV video game, though. It's certainly not that. Actually, it could have been interesting if it was that, but no, it isn't. Yeah. It's uh, it's more like still photography with a lot of neat effects for the majority of it. But yes, there are s- small video clips. But it's a lot of photos. They took a lot of photos here. It is a lot yeah. of photos. Like here. a like a visual novel game. If all the CGs. It looks were... almost like they took video and cut frames out of that. Yeah, because it's almost it would almost be too much. If it really does feel mm-hmm. like they just took this all from video. No, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's still photography. Really? If they didn't take yeah, but it was a, a large production though. I mean. They they did actually have like production people with lighting and and background actors. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all very high quality. So I think the law I think the the, the law in Japan says that you can't actually like if you take pictures in a public place, you can't put them in a commercial setting. So I'm pretty sure like every uh, person you see in the background here, which which are a lot, are either actors or they had to get uh, consent from them. Yeah, like it's a big thing to have your picture taken when you don't want it to. And it was shot in Shibuya, in actual Shibuya, which is impressive mm. itself. And I cannot imagine how much uh, foot traffic that interrupted. Yeah, right? Like, because you'd have to, you know, I know because like when they film in New York and stuff too, it's usually just like, yeah, whatever. And some guy with like a flag is like, don't walk here. And you can kind of just ignore him or whatever, but... There's a documentary about it on, on YouTube about how they shoot it, um... I'm afraid it has spoilers, though, so I'm not watching it yet. <laughs> okay. So we should probably um, mention the what the actual Shibuya scramble is. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing, everyone. Oh, is it like rush hour kind of thing? It's like the those cross... It, it's the crosswalks that go in every single direction. Yeah, I think it's the largest crosswalk in the world. It goes in every single direction, and then every time the light turns green, you get, like, thousand people all at once. <laughs> it's really impressive. There's like a Starbucks that looks over it, and people sit there and, and just take pictures of For, people walking. Um, and the game tells you this, but 428 is like that, uh, I don't know what you really call it, but there's like a thing in, in Japanese where like you map numbers to syllables, kind of. So like 428 is like Shibuya, like Shibuya, like 428, like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was wondering about that. Yeah. It's like you'll see like other like things like five seven three is Konami and uh, five four three is Namco I think or seven six five I'm sorry, and it's just like it's a weird thing. There's just like a lot of words for different numbers in Japanese, so that's a bit gross oversimplification. But you know, I'm glad you mentioned that though because I've been trying. I would have tried to figure out what relevance the numbers four two eight had the entire game. I. So I have another theory on it, too, by the way, that there's another reason they chose those. But uh, I think probably after the gameplay, because uh, it's very close to another thing with numbers in it, in the title. But anyhow. Anyhow, what is the game? I think it's because it has 428 endings. 
<laughs> That's not why. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, we started the game. Make sure to use your controller. We open uh, with a shot of the city. Um, so it's overlooking it's, it, it, uh, helicopter pan over uh, the the titular scramble. Really cool music. And yeah, and the rest of Shibuya. It has like a. It, it definitely has a, a very specific, like, kind of campy vibe to it that just like immediately lets you know, like, this is a comedy and I'm down. Like, yeah. this, this is going to be a fun time. Like a TV show about spies kind of music. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a very fun theme song. Yes. The there's so we're listening to a radio broadcast and the lady on the radio is saying that there's a like a hostage situation going on in Shibuya and uh, she describes the perp and as like a, a middle aged man and um, a and then we like the camera ends up in the back of a van where there is a middle aged man in a suit that like seems like it's he he's the guy that she's describing and he's tied up in the back of a van. And uh, he's got uh, a flip phone on his person, and even though he's, like, tied up and gagged, he's, like, trying to text on the flip phone, and, like, he tries to send uh, a text that says, I have been deceived, signed Alpha, Um, and uh, a girl bangs on the window and is like, hey, hey, of the the van, and uh, and he looks at her, but then he gets a call on his phone, and the car explodes, because it was a bomb call, called, called the bomb. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's very like immediately stereotypical like he's got a burlap sack on his head which you're like really nowadays we're still using burlap sacks with a hole in the for your eyeball i don't know it's very tv <laughs> show yeah yeah so the car exploding was also very funny it's like it's like top down and it's like you know like a like a spray of an explosion like superimposed on the car yeah the, the, yeah the budget wasn't that high <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't actually yeah. explode a kind. <laughs> just, just enough to get the job done. Yeah. This game skips out on explosions and wigs. Bad on both. <laughs> <laughs> it just has this vibe of like me and my friends went out for a weekend and just took all these photos, which is a way. Which is like the next. If I go to Magfest again, then we're making a visual novel that way <laughs> during oh the God, weekend yes. of Magfest. Oh yeah, we are. We're just, we'll just, yeah. We don't even have to write the story. We'll just take a bunch of like pictures, like full of ominous portents, and then like put together a story later. Why don't we do that now? With all right, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, you, then and then send them all to me, and I'll make them into a story with no context. Tr- tr- yeah, we're copywriting this. Don't don't steal our yeah, ideas. We're cutting this. Yeah, wait. Um, Forget this stupid <laughs> podcast. Done it. So now, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we go to. So then we cut to the first character's story, who's Kano. And he uh, we, is, we go to uh, the character selection screen, which oh, tells us that, yes. yeah. that we can actually select a character. It is a great character selection scene too. <laughs> the screen too. And it re- yeah, it reminds me of like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's like almost like a fighting game, yeah. Like everybody's got a little tiny idol animation when you select them. It's very FMV. It's it's a it's a very tacky screen, which like really lets you know that this was on the Wii. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I it honestly it. reminds me of like a, a, a era one PlayStation game. Yeah, with that like the flat picture mm-hmm. you gotta choose from. And it's yeah, yeah. It's like sort of inserted on the screen. It's 
And like there is some 3D in this game, which we'll get into later, but it's just it feels really cheap. Like the whole thing feels really cheap, but it's like that's part of it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. For this chapter we get yeah, for this chapter we get two characters, but we can only pick one at the beginning because of the tutorial. Right. The tutorial's very nice. It's not like the Danganronpa tutorial. It's a lot nicer to you. Um and polite. Um <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we select Kano, and this is Kano's story. Um, so we start at 10 a.m. So this chapter, so each chapter is an hour. So this is also 24. Yeah, that's exactly why I was wondering if it's if that the title that like you know what I mean? Like four four I don't know four two eight kind of close to 24 in a way. The, the numbers four and two are there. Yeah, you can't you can't spell four twenty eight without twenty four. And if you multiply them, it's eight. And they're all multi. They're all you know, powers of two. Yeah, yeah. each digit. So tell us about tell us about Kano. What's what's he doing? Who is he? He's uh right. he's, he's a cop. <laughs> um, he's wearing a suit. He's got spiky hair. Right, I guess does he? Yeah, I didn't think he did. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a bad wig that just kind of like I don't know why it mm. just kind of hangs over him. Kano is a young detective trying to prove himself, and to that end, he's kind of by the book, maybe like spirit of the law rather than letter. I don't know. He wants to prove himself. He's by a book. Yeah, I guess <laughs> by the book is wrong because he's very right. He's intense. He's yeah. Intense. And but based, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And you're getting the tutorial here, so like you're not technically allowed to do the game mechanics or anything. So you're kind of along the story ride at the start here. And if there's choices, you have to make what the game wants you to for now. But he's Kano is tie, uh, not tied up. He's uh, with his partner. Uh, who's that? Sugiyama, I think his name is. Or am I getting Sasayama? That? Sasayama, excuse me. Um, who is dressed up like a homeless person? Um, although he looks great. Uh, and the idea is the two of them are staking out this, uh, this, what do you, what do you call that when you, like, have to hand off money? Um, uh, sting. Mo- money exchange. This money exchange. Yeah, there was a kidnapping. Puzzle exchange? Yes. He's giving exactly, the ransom yes. money. That game owns, by the way. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, so, uh. Yeah, exactly. So basically, there are cops all over Shibuya undercover watching this girl whose name is escaping me, and I want to say Minato, but I think Hitomi. that's just a restaurant. Hitomi. Oh, Hitomi. Hitomi. Close enough. And um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say, too, I had a lot of trouble with the names in this for some reason, and I don't know why. Anyhow. Uh, May I suggest writing them down? <laughs> I, You know, it's funny. I was like, oh, just Kano. I'll remember. And then I'm like, yeah. So anyway. At least you used to get to see them in English all the time. I get to see them in kanji, and I often forget how to read a kanji. <laughs> so you remember them by symbols? Like, okay, that's turkey? Or anything like that? No, right. That often happens when I read Japanese novels. Okay. <laughs> so, I, to take a little sidestep, uh, I got a question about some of these uh, these characters, or actually they're actors. Like, are these, like, famous actors... The camp, the B and C list actors, from what I understand. Could I have gotten a role in this? I think some of them got a little more famous after the game came out. I noticed a few of them are like in common writers and stuff like that, but So this is the until dawn of, of Japanese action <laughs> adventure visual novels? Yeah, I guess. 
So the situation is like there. So Kano and Tatsuyama are are two of like fifty detectives that are all handling this this case uh, of like handing over this ki- this ransom money for this kidnapping, and literally everything about this makes me extremely jealous of how much resources they have <laughs> compared to what I am familiar with as an American. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't get too impressed with the Japanese police. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, oh boy, this goes places. Like, I know this is, like, also hyperbolic, but just, like, the the whole thing, I was like, wow, like, look at, the, they have, like, this whole team and, like, this huge force of people, and like, working on this case in the background, like, wow. Like, yeah. you know, and it's just, like, some girl got kidnapped. It's not, like, you know, like, this, a, a, like, famous person got kidnapped or whatever, you know, it's... A big deal. Not- but I think I think they're rich people. Yeah, because that ransom, the ransom is. I mean, yeah, that's five hundred thousand uh, dollars. I was gonna say fifty million yen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which- I guess we'll find out more about who they are in later chapters because we don't know that much about who they are other than this is a girl and her sister. But yeah, so um, a twin sister, by the way. Yes. This, yes, that's this right. Girl's, this girl's twin sister was kidnapped. Um. Which I can't wait for them to just be the same actress again. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Or they'll pull the trick where they actually are twins. Maybe you know how they do that sometime. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and then you're like, wow, they actually cast twins. Um, but uh, so she's waiting to for for the, whoever the kidnapper is to show up and take the ransom money. And then when the kidnapper takes the ransom money, they're gonna they're gonna tackle him. Was this a kidnapping or was it an abduction? Because the game made it really clear that there's a difference. There's an abduction. Because um, kidnapping, I think they said, is when you lure a person in and abductions when you like take them by force. Yeah. You know. So the, and they said this was the worst of the two crimes, which I think was abduction, if I'm remembering that. Oh correctly. yeah, you can and you can learn things like this, but from the tips. So much like yeah. in Steins Gate, there's words that are highlighted, and you can look them up or click on them uh, and look at them in the glossary. And uh, sometimes, but they're they useful are... things instead of telling you like what Dorymon is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some useful things in there. Or sometimes they're like dry observations. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned that uh, about the Hachiko, the statue. I kind of knew about Hachiko, the dog statue. But, the, like, uh, there are a couple other popular meetups, which one of them was just, like, a Moai head. And there was mm-hmm. one that was just, like, I think it was called the Green Frog, which was probably, like, some a early bus. model of subway or bus or something. Yeah, and that's, that's across Hachiko. That's, like, two meters away from Hachiko. Uh, um, yeah. Hatiko is a nightmare. You don't don't, don't meet people there because there's like thousands of people over there all the time. Mm. So don't use it as a meeting place when you go to Shibuya. Gotcha. So the tips in this are great. I really like them. Um, they're written uh, at least in Japanese in like this kind of dry humor tone that that I really like. Yeah, it comes across in English as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's kind of like a little sarcastic. Um, or like a little like... Yeah, and I, I did watch it in English, and the tips are the one place where they had to change a lot of things a lot in English, because a lot of them are really, really Japanese-specific, like language-specific. Uh. Um, so this is where the game changes a lot of things. I think maybe if they could change the location of the tip, they would have uh, it would be a better thing to do, 
because it seems like they really have to put something everywhere as a Japanese tip. Mm. Oh, I see. And sometimes they struggle. Mm, so that's why some of them are like not useful. Yeah, like, like some of them are really strange in English and in Japanese they, 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 um, they make more sense. Um, some of them are completely written because they, you can't do anything with the Japanese tip the way it's written. Gotcha. Is there an example of that you have of that? Is there any, any what? Like, is there an example of some like a tip you'd have in the Japanese version that just doesn't work? So when when we get to that, um, there's at least one okay. example where they change something. Well, I don't want to spoil um, it. You're right. Okay. Let's... The tips are also important, so so read them all because sometimes I'm I'm spoiling. And it's not spoiling like um, gameplay mechanics here, but sometimes the links you need to follow are in the tips and not in the main oh, story. Wow. <laughs> so mm. look at everything. Press more buttons. That's good. I mean, when I'm pressing buttons on my controller, I feel like I'm playing a real video game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing, too. Yeah, because there's, like, there's choices, like, a typical visual novel, but there's also times when, like, there's something highlighted in red that will make a choice, but we'll we'll get to what that is in a minute, you know. So our first choice in the tutorial um, is, so the our girl that we're, we're watching is standing there next to the dog statue, and a guy approaches her. And, uh, and then our character, Kano, and his partners, like, they, they start to react, and they're like, oh, is that the guy? And they start, f- like, freaking out, like, it's him! And, uh, we make the choice of whether we go in or hold off, and in the picture, he's very clearly just, like, a guy handing out flyers for a restaurant yeah. or something like that, and he's, like, not a kidnapper, so, uh, so the obvious choice is to not apprehend him. Um, yeah, I like that tutorial tells you that this choice doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, even the choice where you go to apprehend him, they, it's like, oh, I should, I should go grab him. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, and Zasayama's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Let's talk about, like, I gotta tell you about how hot my wife is. You do, you gotta get married. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, unexpected and hilarious that that's what Sasuyama brings up to talk about. He just got married, and he's just this, like, being married is great. Yeah. And then, like, you know what's funny about it, too? Because I think, like, Kano's annoyed with Sasuyama because, like, Sasuyama's kind of blowing his cover. Like, it's because he's like, yeah. I'm supposed to be a businessman waiting for the scramble here or whatever. And this is, like, a homeless person who's supposed to be, like, kind of bugging me. And I wouldn't be just, like, kind of talking to him. But then Sasuyama just, like, doesn't really give a shit. Sasuyama, by the way, is pretty much, like, a cosplayer with these undercover things and really <laughs> goes all in. And he, like, smells bad and stuff, you know, like, just for... The, to get into character, I guess, or what he thinks character is. But, yeah, like, he's like, so what do you, like, you gotta get married and stuff. And Kano's kind of got this, like, shut up, like, we're supposed to be undercover kind of thing. But then he, like, goes along and talks to him anyway. You know? <laughs> and Sasuyama asks Kano about his girlfriend, and he's like, he's like, you know, are you with, so- you know, are you seeing somebody? And he's like, whatever. It's, you know, it's not serious or anything. And he's like, oh, yeah? Show me your phone lock screen. And um, and Kano takes out a flip phone. Yeah. No, he pulls it out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he takes his, he takes his phone. But I just love the idea of, like, a flip phone with a, with a modern-style lock screen. That's so funny. Well, those are the Japanese phones from that area. I've heard that, yeah, like, oh, I've heard in Asia in general, like, flip phones are still kind of, like, there, like, in style, kind of, or something. Yeah, this is a game from 2006, I want to say. Oh, never mind, then. So that's, like, uh, one year before the iPhone, and yeah, gotcha. Japanese phones yeah. were flip phones, but they were really advanced flip phones. Yeah, with, like, nice big screens in there with, you know, like, pictures and stuff. Gotcha. I want a phone like that. 
Oh, and yeah, they they like kept flip phones. And remember when the rate like the Matrix came out and the razor was the big thing like that like like oh, shot yeah. out. Yeah, I I literally see flip phones on the train every day. Yet still, yeah, these days like you don't break the Japan. screen on a flip phone. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. I miss my Motorola razor. <laughs> Seriously. Speaking of the Matrix, if you have not, if you have not seen uh, the like, um, cover, I guess for this game, there is a guy on it that looks like they're really trying to emulate Agent Smith on it, and he's just pointing a gun. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I really, I get a lot of twenty-four fives from this game. Like that, they're not trying to parody the show directly by any stretch, you know. But like. It, it, it really just gives it to me. It, I just from the cell phones and all the action that's going on, etc. Yeah. The timing, the time being important and switching perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, anyways, Kano, it seems like he, like, at first I thought, so his phone screen is a picture of a famous actress, and he's like, no, that's my girlfriend. And at first I thought that was a joke that he was lying, that he really wasn't seeing anyone. But the way they talk about it, it sounds like maybe he actually is seeing someone, and it actually is this famous actress, but he can't say anything about it for some reason. I was thinking it was someone who looked a lot like the famous actress, but I think you, you what you're saying kind of checks out. I, I thought it was, like, them trying to acknowledge that they got this famous actress to play his girlfriend oh this <laughs> no it, 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 it's it's a fictional actress it's not okay. a real actress <laughs> i think one of the tips says that too right sorry god no i was just gonna, oh yeah yeah i was just gonna say that yeah i think they, like it, they because they, they go over it again and again like they kind of go back and forth with it three times the guy's like are you sure this isn't this actress and the guy's like yeah but he only says like her nickname and then he says again are you really it looks just like her you're crazy and then that kind of stuff so it's like they're kind of emphasizing that maybe it is this person Right. So maybe he's dating a famous actress. How's that going to turn out it, later in the story? I mean, I think, you in, know. In this game about kidnapping of influential people. Yeah. The kidnapper's waiting to take the ransom, but he's looking over and it's like, that homeless guy stole that guy's phone. And they're just talking, right? right? Like, yeah, this is so bad. But anyway. So, um... Then Kano has a flashback about the the start of the case yesterday, which uh, fills us in on stuff what happened um, in the the whole story of the kidnapping. Um, and most importantly, we learn that Kano has a diary that he keeps on him, uh, like a little black book of of like rules for being a good detective that he calls the Dick Diary. Yes, he does, and it seems to be implied that this was like. Uh, like given out by the station. So just first right. day on the job. All right, here's your dick diary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait. I was like, I know what the episode title is gonna be, but then you open it up and it's full of dick dictums, which I'm like, wait, maybe I do have another, I have another potential title here. You know? <laughs> That's but, so good. Yeah. What I yes. like is he opens the book up and it's like it's not written seriously. It's like big, like crayon letters. <laughs> It, it just seems like it seems like the art of war. It's extremely it's like it's the style that you write like uh, haiku in, uh, like really self-important, uh, big kanji. Mm-hmm. It's like written with a brush. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he opened the book and wrote it with a brush. Like if if your first day on the job, they gave you a notebook and wrote in it in big sharpie letters: "Arrest criminals." 
<laughs> Rogue One. So, but, no, I think I think it's pretty clear that, 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 that it's his. It's not the stations. He didn't get this from the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got the impression he okay. was like it was a thing he collected from like movies and shit. I think yes. They say it it's specifically from like an older detective that he really respects. They said the title. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was from the um from the station because he like in the bad end he sort of turns it in. Well, still, I mean, that could, that could also... Hand in your dick diary and get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, he... So he has this thing, and yeah, he's he's trying to be, like, and him and Sasuyama talk about this, like, famous, or, like, internally famous, like, famous to them as detectives, te- this other d- detective, um... And, like, how Kana, like, respects him because he saw him, like, solve, talk this guy down during this important case. And he's like, oh, I want to be just like that. And every time that he, like, interacted with this detective, he, like, said different stuff to him and gave him advice. And he wrote it all down in his dick diary. And uh, and Sasuyama's <laughs> like, why don't police become famous? Police only get on the news when we do something wrong. Why aren't there any famous detectives? Um, I mean, that's a complicated situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it is. But that and like it tracks though. That's like you know, if you have maybe any police in the family or anything like that, that's all you hear about on Facebook is how tough it all is. Just just gonna put that out there anyway. So, what were we talking about? So there's no, there's no like, there's no like vigilantes in this. This takes place in the in the real world. So like, there's no like Batman or whatever. That's a famous detective. Oh, also we skipped over uh, in the um, in the flashback. There's uh, Hitomi who talks about you know her sister got kidnapped, and then there's there's a uh, English language speaking person. Like I don't know, like they don't they don't give like a. a She's, it's just a foreigner. They don't say where he's from, but um, uh, called Leland Palmer, which is oh, might yeah. be the most ham-fisted reference to um, uh, Twin Peaks. Merzy dozy dozy dozy, the lands of Daisy. Yeah, it's it's just the dad from Twin Peaks, uh, which is also a big influence on this game, with all their wacky characters and kind of like you know almost uh, soap opera sprawling cast. Kinda, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never forget how much Japanese devs loved. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's at least one other Twin Peaks reference this episode, so um, I'm hoping they just continue the entire the entire game with that. So, how much do we learn about the case in this first flashback? We f- flashback to the two of them showing up on the scene, I think, and, and interviewing Hitomi. Yeah, uh, she was supposed to meet her sister at a party somewhere. She was exactly an hour late, and. Um, Managed to see her get shoved into a car by somebody, and that was corroborated by Leland Palmer, who... I don't know what his relationship to her is. He's her professor, I believe, in university. Okay. So yeah, that's what happened. And then she got a phone call saying that they wanted their ransom money. And that they requested her specifically to hand it over. So, we come back to the present, um, after... you know, thinking about our dick diary, and uh, this time another young man shows up and tries to take the case. Oh, and she had described the guy in the van uh, as working alone and being a middle-aged man uh, in a, I think, a middle-aged man in a business suit, like the guy we saw in the opening. And uh, so, th- as this second young man goes and like comes up to 
to Hitomi and like he starts talking to her and he starts like reaching for the case and it, that, that also seems like not correct but then he's like well I could have been working with someone else I don't know and they're like this is the guy and they run and tackle him and uh, it's the wrong guy and while they while they're tackling him another man takes the case and runs away and uh, so Kana was left on top of the first guy who, uh, at this point, we may recognize as the other guy that we could have played as this chapter that we didn't pick. Achiendo, um, right? Yeah. Achiendo. Achiendo. And, uh, and so Kano takes Achi back to the precinct and interrogates him for five hours and like looks at all the quotes from his dick diary, all the dick dictums <laughs> to to tell him and but he can't get any information out of him. Buy them cutter than at one point. <laughs> yeah, I gave him- It's the two incompetents talking to each other. It's like the one guy who's like, oh I guess I'll just keep <laughs> checking this diary to see my dick diary to see what I should say next. And the other guy being like, man, I could just use some food. I what what? I, yeah, I'm having like, a hard time following along with your questioning right now. Yeah. So after after five hours, um, he like tricks him into saying something that kind of sounds like a confession, and he runs out. and He's like, "I got him to confess," and uh, and he, he they already solved the case while he was uh, in there. So, for, and for the record, too, like whatever, like Endo fell asleep, and he was like nodding off is the same as nodding yes, which is how he got the confession, basically. So. He is a terrible detective. Also, he was able to help get this confession by giving him Katsudon. Like, he just had that ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. One of the entries in the dick diary was like, you know, the, what was it? Something to do with hunger? Uh, truth hungers to be free. That, but, but, but that's actually a cliche in Japanese dramas, in police dramas. But his reaction to that was, was to be like, oh, I guess I'll feed him because that makes no sense even in context of the quote. No, it's but it's 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 I don't I don't know I, I don't know if it's a real thing. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not. But at least in police dramas, it's usually like a, a tactic to buy the the person you inter- interrogate in Katsudan when they're hungry, so they oh really uh, yeah sleep up yeah that's not something the game invented. What the heck kind of stupid thing is that? Fully prepared Katsudan, and it's specifically Katsudan. How is that not a comedy thing they did for this? Oh, I'm so mad. My mind is fucking blown right now. Yeah. I'm learning so much. What, what would encourage a person to screw up just because of the Katsudon? Like, what, what like, Katsudon is very good. The... Yeah, but... Is this what, like, is this why it's complicated to talk about Japanese police? Because they make no sense? Like, what? The... Jeez. I'm so mad. You just have a chef on staff to make Katsudon? Uh, one thing about Japanese police is that... They're usually accused of like doing exactly that, like trying to get a, conf- a confession in any way, and then the moment they have it, the case is solved. Yeah. <laughs> that one I have heard of, yeah, from different media. Yeah, ninety-five percent conviction rate. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, heartbroken and dejected by the fact that he screwed up, uh, Kano quits his job. He hands in his his dick diary and his badge. Um, it's what you do when you don't have guns. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say gun, but then I was like, well, never mind. Um, so no, he turned into gun. Yeah, and he he leaves, and um, and we get a, a title card that says "Bad End," and the tutorial says, "Well, we need to make 
the other character, Achi, make a different decision so that this doesn't happen in Kano's timeline. So we need to make Achi not go up and talk to Hitomi so that he doesn't get tackled by the police. So this is the type of puzzle that is in this game. So we switch to Achi and we learn about him. And uh, you get like a little like, what is it called? A time something. I can't think of the name of it. Like time, just timeline. Like when you hit F2, you go to the thing. time Time chart, maybe. Yeah. 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 And it shows you like where you are with like the two characters and their like parallel tracks and decisions and things like that. Um, it's like uh, if you play like Virtue's Last Reward, they have like a whole flow chart of all the decisions, like a tree. But this is a little more like two parallel lines and it's going to be five parallel lines in next chapter. Because every because every bad decision just like immediately goes to a bad end it doesn't like go off into like a whole elaborate timeline like uh like the zero escape games but um like it does a th- like a train switch kind of thing where if you make a bad decision you're kind of locked like rather than show you the tree you only get to go down the path that that decision lets you go down which will eventually end but like if you go back up make a different decision you technically get a different branch it's just that it's rendered as one line if that makes sense, like yeah, the, the timeline, the time chart on, only shows you what the state of the current selections are, like the, the result of the current way the selections are chosen in the various timelines. Like that's what makes it like a puzzle too. Like you're not, you can't see the whole tree and what all the decisions will do ultimately. Like you have to pick one and kind of see where it leads you and figure out if you have to go back and all that. Plus, you have to switch between two characters and make them do different things to kind of like interact and yeah. There you go. You kind of have to think of it as like actual time travel, because one of the things that we did for this was we got to the end of the chapter and then we had to go back and get all the bad endings. If you change the state of an earlier time, like you can mess the timeline up again and the rest of the stuff that you found disappears. Yeah, you have you have to rechoose the correct options in order to get back to the second chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I so it's like a flow diagram. Yeah, it feels like a switchboard that you're messing with and you're like, "All right, what was this one at?" You have to go to each one. Yeah, cuz I I was getting the bad ones like as I as I got to them versus like doing them at the end. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Did you get all seven at your first your first playthrough? Uh, I think so. Oh, I guess I did go back when after a little while in the tutorial. I had to go back for one. I don't remember which one, but some of them, yeah, some of them, you, yeah, you don't even know what you're what you're doing until <laughs> until later. Um. So, but yeah. So every time you get a bad end, it gives you a hint about what you need to change uh, in order to to avoid the bad end, and it's pretty straightforward in chapter one. Like it's very like you need to do this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be less straightforward, but I'm still playing hardcore and I'm not looking at the hints. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, with the hints, it's very, very easy. Like, it's it's not challenging at all. Um, so, but, but that's okay. Like, it's not, you know, it's fun. Um, so, the hints in this is we need to play as Achi and not go up to Hitomi while she's at the statue. So, we switch to Achi's story and we start at the beginning of the hour. Uh, like we did with Kano, and we just see Achi, like, he he gets up in the morning, and he lives with his dad, who runs, like, an aging electronics store that's going out of business soon. The first thing we see is, is Achi topless. Oh, right, yes, it starts out by showing his back. 
Like, this is the hot character. They, I think they're trying to show off that he's pretty muscular. That... And it also almost seems like he's about to full pump uh, slap a the VHS tape of his favorite movie, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Chronicles of Riddick. VCR. It really does feel like the, you know it's like one of those kind of things where like here comes this badass getting ready to go kick some ass like you expect him to do. Mm-hmm. The music that's playing, I wrote in my notes. Uh, the music that's playing is extremely Sonic Adventure too. <laughs> Dvac, you said that this world doesn't have any vigilantes, but. <laughs> Achi is a vigilante. Come on. That's true. He is. He is a, he is a vigilante. Vigilante for keeping the streets clean. Yeah. Literally. God, this is, he's so good. Can we reveal a superhero name yet? Or do we... Yeah. Tell, tell us, Sloby. Tell us how the scene goes down. So I recall he sees a woman being accosted by two men, and he realizes this is sort of a grift. You know? Hustlers. Uh, hus- hustlers, exactly. So he walks up and um, what was? How does he do it? Like he's like, "Hey, you got to throw out that plastic bottle or something." Well, he's just like, "Hey, why don't you leave her alone?" They're like, "How about we kick your ass, you punk?" And one of the guys spits his gum on the ground. That's it. Yes, and he's and he just goes ape shit because there's <laughs> one thing he can't stand, and it is fucking litter. I remember the way this was written. It was like his last bit of goodwill was di- disappeared. It's basically Hulk transforming just because of somebody making some litter on the streets. Yes, because his name, his superhero name is Mean Clean. <laughs> and he's got a little logo on his shirt too. Like, it's got this mean looking plastic bottle with like the recycle symbol. Yes. And it says like Eco. He's trying to make his personal brand happen with his own t-shirt. We skipped over that, like, before that, what he was doing was walking around to pick up, picking up trash. Yeah, exactly. He's got a clear plastic trash bag with him. And, like, he basically, like, beats the, like, he, he doesn't beat the guy up, really. He, like, grabs his nose, I think, or something like that. Jaw. And his jaw, that's right. Physically works. And let's be clear, though, his brand campaign is actually working because these guys recognize him. They're like, oh my god, mean clean. I didn't even realize. I'm sorry. <laughs> Such power. That's so good. Does mean clean sound at all badass in Japanese? Uh, it's about the same. I don't actually remember what it is in Japanese. I would imagine it was like mean clean in English in Japanese. It was the... No, it's not. It's not. It's something else. Oh. Uh, it's it's Echo something. Um, what was it? Eco Crusader. Uh, Eco Fighter? From Capcom, which is a game. Anyway, sorry. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played this like two weeks ago, so I, I don't remember the details of the play. Yeah, in the photographs, Echo's on his shirt, and uh, but like they have to go to like a separate graphic when they were like, oh, it's Mean Clean, and they cut it to the side. It's not actually on his shirt. Right. Mean Clean is very good, though. I'm glad that they changed yeah. it to that in English. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's a strong brand. So the decision we have to make for Achi is um, basically he, as he continues his patrol, he sees Hitomi there in front of the statue holding this heavy uh, briefcase, and he is like, "Oh, I should, I should help her." Like she's clearly struggling to hold this heavy briefcase. Be- before that, he has this really there's this passage I like about him thinking about a city as, as a living body. Oh yeah, and he's With like blood cells, and he can and he can decide if he's the red blood cells or the white blood cells. Oh yeah, that's oh. right. There's almost like an Arrested Development narration where they're like, uh, "Yeah, Achi isn't too smart. He means white blood cells." <laughs> 
Yes, that was great. That yeah, was he kind of owns, honestly. I think I really like Achi. Yeah, and he is, yeah, canonically very stupid, too, which I love. <laughs> yeah, dumbass with a heart of gold. So he, um, so yeah, so we, we make the selection to choose to have him dump his trash bag first before he goes and talks to Hitomi, uh, which makes him not walk up to her at the time that the police would tackle him. There's another bad ending here. So the tutorial tells you to do that, but there's another bad ending here if you choose to do the exact same thing that happened before. So you see... Yes, it, it, and you it, get tackled from his perspective. Yeah, and then you see that the entire scene from his perspective, um, which is a little different. And then the end of something that I think is like foreshadowing. Uh, his father comes, comes pick, pick him up and, and tells him he has something to tell him. That's right, yeah. And then it ends. And then we get another bad ending. But I'm feeling this is important in some way. He said, son, I was the original mean clean. <laughs> <laughs> I took off that mask for a reason. He's got a clean <laughs> cave underneath his apartment. And uh, so we switched back to Kano's timeline uh, with after we make the correct decision. And uh, so then, instead of Achi walking up to her, there's like a very susp- like clearly suspicious man, <laughs> like comedically suspicious man, uh, takes the case. What's um, so funny? And yes, yeah, you can tell right away like, yeah, he's he's a, a, like, a white guy, he looks like vaguely like Eastern European and he's wearing all black and he's just like beat up looking and it's like, oh man this that guy looks suspicious It's like, that guy writes home and is like, you wouldn't believe the jobs I keep getting in Japan as a dangerously looking foreigner you know, I just keep getting <laughs> cast and everything, I can't believe it Turns out he's really nice <laughs> Of course And the, so the suspicious man takes the case from Hitomi and they're like, that's him! And uh, instead of running away, he runs toward them. <laughs> and we end on this cliffhanger because then it says, keep out. And that tells us that we need to, we can't advance any further in Kano's story until we advance there in um, Achi's story and then jump over to Kano's timeline, which is a little confusing, but sure. Mm-hmm. So to continue, we switch back to Achi's story, and we go through, like, the same thing again. Yeah, I mean, I think this is them just gatekeeping, making sure that you're uh, doing more than one character at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be like part of the puzzle because you have to find those jump points and they're not always obvious how to get to them. So in this case, it's pretty straightforward. It's just a choice. So, uh, so Achi like is like some, you know, something's going on here that's wrong. And I think the options are like, I'm going to help that girl or just another crazy day in Shibuya. <laughs> they must be filming a TV show. I'm going to leave. Yep. I picked that one because I figured that would lead to a bad ending. Oh, it's such a good bad ending too because he's just like, just the camera so- slowly pans up to the sky as he's like, and he walked out there. He's thinking about like, oh, I guess you know they shoot things all over the place, and uh, man, I serve lots of more trash to pick up around here, and uh, I'm sure everything's going to work out just eventually well for everyone involved in this situation. <laughs> and the camera just goes to the sky, and then you just get the drop of the bad end. <laughs> So if we, when we choose to get involved, then uh, we get red tooltip text, and we select that to jump to Kano's story. 
Um, so it's just like a, a teeny little scene, and then we jump back to Kano's story, and we're through the the keep out. And um, it was a little confusing to me because I definitely, like, it took me a minute to realize that then, in order to continue Achi's story, you had to, like, go back and, like, go through the jump, right? Like, like not select the junk, jump, yeah. but still, like, mm. go through that, all that dialogue. So that was a little confusing. Yeah, it also isn't, the autoplay is not fast in this game. No. <laughs> it is thankfully configurable, but, like, the high spe- set, speed setting is not very high. So, uh... So we, we go to Kano's story, and um, they start pursuing the... They start chasing after the, the guy, right. and um, he we have a choice of do we pursue... Oh, we, we get a call from 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 HQ, from the chief, um, who apparently squeaks when he gets upset, but we don't ever <laughs> get to hear that, which is such a weird detail, because it's not voiced. You're a loose cannon cop! So that's that's one thing they did change in English, by the way. They what? So in Japanese, it, this this is one thing they did change in English. In Japanese, oh. he doesn't squeak. He goes, he, he talks, he starts talking like a woman, like with the woman, and sentence, sentence. Oh, I see. And there's an entire tooltip tooltip about that. Uh, um, that basically explains that like some men do that because they have the heart of a uh, female. Heart. I see. I see. <laughs> And the localization team's like, mm, not touching yeah. that one. I'm good. No, and 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 also in English you don't have like female and male speech. In Japanese you do. Oh, it's the speech. It's, I thought it was oh. the voice for a sec. Got it. Yeah. No, no, it's the speech. Wow. They start, start using certain words that usually only women use. Yeah. That's the, the thing in Japanese language. Can I tell you something too, by the way? Because. I used a lot of like teach yourself Jap like um, Japanese for busy people those textbooks and my friend my friend who lived there like was helping me like very early on and she's like you sound great but you sound like a woman because they all teach you like the most polite way to say things which is the woman's speech yeah so this is very common uh, over here when um, uh, foreign guys have Japanese girlfriends and that's <laughs> the main communication point so they talk like women because that's who I they see. talk to that's who mm-hmm. they know Japanese from. It's not just mm. first-person first, first porn. There's an entire, like, system that's, that has, like, very female and male connotations, depending on mm-hmm. your choice. Right. Interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm just agreeing with Oren. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so they changed this to, to the high-pitched, and then they had to change the tip that goes along with it to something that doesn't really... Yeah. Make much sense. Example number 4,000 of why localization is not easy. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, Jesus. What are you talking about? You just do a one to one translation. It's easy. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, just don't you just use your imagination. He's talking like a girl. Like, look at him talking like a girl. <laughs> you know? Gamers, rise up. All right, sorry. Give him a, a valley girl accent. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so. So we need to, so let's see. Um, okay, so the next choice that Kano has is do we pursue the, the perp on our, uh, or let the team handle it? Because the boss is like, let the team handle it. We, you know, we're, like, it's gonna, you know, you, you fall back and... and uh, I think we skip that, that the guy actually, like, ran into the, the scramble, the, the crosswalk. Yeah. When the light was red. Mm-hmm. So into the cars and, and Kano followed him. Kano ran after him, even though... Oh, yeah, he had to, like, yeah. Oh yeah, he does like a cool move. 
I almost expected a bad end there, like where we get run over. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a sound cue of like screech, and then it sounds like something hit got hit, and I'm like, oh crap, that's a bad end. We just got hit by a car, but no, it's just it's just one of those things where you, you both miraculously made it all the way through. Kano can't die. Yeah, he's a bad detective, but he's a good action hero. Basically, not in this timeline. <laughs> He's going to die in the very next bad ending. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, you're right. He's a terrible action hero. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, in this next ending coming up right now. So Kato, uh, like, he he clearly, like, doesn't want to stand down. He wants to go after this guy. He's like, this is our only chance. And, like, it flashes, like, a dick dictum about, like, how you shouldn't let the guy get away. And so it's, like, telling you, like, you know, he should disobey orders. Then we have the choice. Do we want to obey orders and fall back or disobey orders and continue pursuit? And, um... Either one will get you shot and killed um, yeah. because we haven't done the right action on Achi's route in order to move forward on Kano's route. So it's another way. It's not a keep out, but it like locks you out of doing anything until you do something on the other route. And just to be clear, this is not our fault. You know, the game makes you do it. Okay, so we're still good at video games. Yeah, we're not playing badly. You are. The game is being unfair. Is what I was, it's, not, it's not the audience's fault. We're just getting all the bad ends for completionist sake. Achievements. Is there an achievement for getting Probably. all the bad Yeah, I, I guess you didn't get them. <laughs> but we also need a certain number of bad endings to see the extra scenarios after the end game. Yeah. Oh, okay. 50. Whoa. Yeah, 50. I think there's close to 100 in total. Whoa. Well, so we'll, we'll probably handily make that... Just like 24. Yep. All right. <laughs> so we have to play as uh, as Achi and then play through the jump and then uh, ch- make him choose to talk to Hitomi uh, and not walk away <laughs> and be like, oh, must be filming. And... Um, then and then we're so then we're in Achi's route and he sees he sees the perps uh, and he IDs the perp. But when Kano runs up to them, he kicks Kano and they get into a fight. And then it's like, no, that's not it. Kano shouldn't be here. So then we have to go back to Kano's story and be like, no, don't fall back um, and run back toward Hitomi. You should keep you know following the perp um, so that you're not there for Akachi for for. Oh god, I'm gonna fucking say a catchy in this for Achi to hit. Wait, who's a catchy? From Persona Five. Oh, okay. Um, you every, want to avoid every detective thing is also. Per- oh yeah, see, we're we're very close. We're very close. Um, to, to just talking about Persona in any detective context. Let's see. So so then Kano has to disobey orders and uh, and he runs after the perp and then. Um, so then, but then he also, but then he ends up running into Achi and Hitomi. A- after all, like they fled the scene, and Achi and Kano get into a fight again. So we have to switch over to Achi's route and then make him <laughs> take a different path so that he doesn't run into Kano at that exact point. So we make them go to the police box first. Of course, it's empty because all the f- fucking detectives are in Shibuya <laughs> scramble <laughs> looking for the kidnapper. 50! 50! Yeah. Like, they're running, like, seven-year-olds chasing the soccer ball. Like, there's just 50 cops who's just like, oh, gotta go that way, oh! <laughs> I do want to say that it. this is funny. Whenever 
Achi is with um, Hitomi and they're running away, he refuses to just dump his garbage. Like, he has to put it in a proper receptacle or give it to somebody who will put it into a proper receptacle. Oh, no, he mentions it all the time, too. Like, damn it, this garbage is weighing me down, but gotta find somewhere to put it. See, like, that's why I can't figure out if Kano is Jack Bauer for his, like, bad police work and wanting to just (laughs) make orders, or if Achi is for his, like, dogged persistence, even though in this case it's about trash. Um... This, you know, so here's the thing, like, uh, also, there's a great shot that happens where it's, like, first person from Achi's perspective where he's holding Hitomi's hand that is wonderful. It's, like, I don't know why I love this shot so much, but she's just, oh, like... Right. it's that Instagram stereotype yeah. shot where, like, the person taking the photo has having their hand held by the girl in the shot, like, she's, like, pulling you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> like, looks so stupid, but, like, so, like... It draws you, know you what in. I mean? Like, it really does yeah. engage you, yeah. <laughs> well, it was way before that was a stereotype, so that's very funny. Um, so we make it through, so we have to bounce back and forth, and then um, we end up as uh, as Achi leading Hitomi away from the scene, and the middle-aged man in the suit appears. He also has a cane, and he also has a gun! <gasps> and he pulls out the gun, and, and um, he goes. he's going to shoot Hitomi, but Achi pulls her away and they keep running and um yeah they go to the police box but nobody's there um and then they end up at a like abandoned cafe or abandoned like hostess club or something like that and it's called the log lady yeah the snack bar do you know what the snack bar is no it sounds like somewhere i want to (laughs) go Uh, wait a minute, because isn't it like a hostess club or something, really? It's not really a hostess club, it's like, um, they're, they're really, really, really small, um, and it's basically a bar, but the waitresses are women that talk, talk to the customers, and... Like a hoot. it's like a Hooters, I guess. Oh, so it's not like a snack bar, like a delicious nutrient no, no. bar full of jelly? <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a, you know, snack. Go, go so look at a snack bar, and... and Wikipedia or something. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing in Japan that I, I don't. See, I don't think I've seen anywhere else. Hmm. All right. I'll have to look it up. Go ahead. Um, I'll. I'll. I'll figure this. I'll figure out. If this is a Hooters or not. Really. Yeah. We'll. We'll. We'll find one and do research. So later. they end up. They end up at the Log Lady, which Turbo has informed me is also a Twin Peaks reference. Yes. It's just one to one. Just not even. Not uh, obscure. So they're in there, and um. And uh, there's like awkward. It's awkward now because they're two teens who are in a like a romantic spot, and and he's like, oh, I don't, I didn't mean anything by this. Like, See, that's, I, that's, that's why I thought it was like a hostess club because when he said that, I thought he meant more. Like, cause I figured context- contextually, she'd know they're hiding from someone, so that wasn't necessary. But he brought her to like kind of a seedy-ish place, and he's like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything by bringing you here specifically. You know that kind of thing. Um. Oh, here we... Okay. Uh, it looks like... It actually does look kind of analogous. Just like, I used to work at a snack. It's basically a toned-down, cheaper version of a hostess club. The pay is less, and it isn't really a requirement to build up your own clientele. Do Dohan. I don't know what that is. Pretty much pour drinks like cigarettes and karaoke. Chat with the customers. Make sure they have a good time. Yeah, as opposed to, like, a full-blown hostess bar, you you don't get... In, in a hostess bar, the hostess go and sit with the customers. Mm-hmm. I've played Yakuza, yeah. Yeah, so you know how it goes. You get like yeah. a private table and you get hostesses to go to sit with the customer. 
Mm-hmm. Mobile Heroes are just customers, just a bar. And you just have to talk yeah. to them and interact with them more than usually. Yeah. Yeah. They encourage so you to that, work more, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But that's like, it's, yeah, it's like Hooters. Like, they they have wings. They talk to you. They don't really flirt for it. It's just like, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or the Tilted Kilt, I think, is another one they have now. Yeah, I've never been to that one, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> just as a quick, as a quick aside, um, mm-hmm. this is like, I now we'll from a word it. from our sponsor, the kilt, Tilted Kilt. <laughs> hey, hey, we got an inserted ad. You probably should not mention Tilted Kilt and shit. No, um, oh, okay, really? I'm All kidding, right. Kidding, it's not true. Oh, okay. Uh, right, gotcha. No, but I was going to say that uh, as a quick aside, that, like, remember, like, when the guy has the gun and it shows the gun, they yeah. use the most, like, we just pulled this prop gun out. It's a snub-nosed revolver. No one oh, ever yeah. uses, like, that's like 50s and 60s gun. That has never been used <laughs> for anything in the modern age ever. The idea that someone, number one, could get one into Japan and then have use it in a public place is hilarious. I was actually really intrigued by the the gun. I'm like, all right, is this like a detective's gun in Japan? Like, is this like saying that the chief is actually bad or something? And and then we actually do see his face. And I don't think it's anyone they've shown us before. Just some old guy. Um, so <laughs> so they're there. So there's there's. So in order to get Hitomi to kind of trust him a little bit more, Achi starts explaining himself. He starts talking about himself and who he is and, you know, what he does around here. And um, and she is not as forthcoming about anything about who she is, um, but she does explain uh, the basic facts about what happened to her and, like, and everything. And um, there's definitely, like, a little, a little bit of, like, teenage romance tension between them. Like, uh, Achi's like, oh, this girl is so pretty. Mm. And, um... <laughs> but she she tells the story and then and he's like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, she, want, she wants him to help her, but she doesn't want to continue to take this to the police. And she won't explain why. And he he's just like, yeah, can you can you explain what's going on? By the way, I'm super dumb. That was great. Oh, yeah, because because also like it wasn't complicated at all what she said. She's like, so I have a kidnapping. Yeah, she's like, all right, so my sister got kidnapped yesterday. He's like, wait, wait, hold on, slow down. I, I was thinking of that like that Simpsons episode. Of Professor Frank is explaining like this is a square, and Chief Wiggum's like, slow down, Egghead. You know that joke, but <laughs> so she explains it as in a in a simpler way and then he's like okay i'm gonna help you and so she's heading out of the the building and he's gonna come with her and they open the door and the gunman is right there looking at them and we get like a full shot of him and he's pointing the gun at them and then it says to be continued but wait the story's not totally over because that's the end of Achi's route, but we need to finish Kano's route too. Mm-hmm. And so we go back to him uh, where he was chasing the man in black from earlier and he chases him up onto a bridge over like a, a bridge that goes over traffic and the man in black throws the uh, the case full of money down to a, ma- a waiting man on a motorcycle who speeds away and uh, Kano, instead of like tackling the dude, like chases after the money like yeah. down to the mo- and of course there's no way so both of them escape he really fucked that one up and i kept being like where's the choice i make to make you not fuck this up but there is none he he just totally totally lost it i i just loved his 
his reaction, like, when the guy is holding the briefcase over the edge, he's like, no, wait, don't do it. Like, as if there was any... It's just money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money, but, you know, not even that much. It's like, not his I mean, money. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's, like, put way too much uh, on that on that money, uh, way too much value. He could have tackled the, the first guy and maybe got information out of him or something, but they didn't. Both of the guys escape. So there's at least three guys involved in this, I guess. Um, unless unless the, the guy on the motorcycle is also the old guy with the gun, which seems unlikely. Can we just talk about what in- ineptitude Tokyo Metro Police have here, where they've lost technically yeah. the money and like a second hostage now? Yeah. Yeah, because Achi ran off with her and she's safe, but we don't know that, right? Yeah, they don't know. Right. That. It's, there's 50 and there's 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just the weirdest thing. Like, where are they going? Why do they have 50? Why so many? And why were none of them in the police box? I know there's no other crime happening? Like, at all? Nope. Thank God for Mean Clean, or, they're, you know, at least the littering's <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> That's probably, like, they have, like, we have plenty of vigilantes in Shibuya. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> There's, like, another guy, like, Jay Walker or Jay or something who, like, stops me. <laughs> you gotta stay at that traffic light. <laughs> anyway. So there's definitely more to Hitomi and her family than, than we know. There's, yeah. some, there's something else going on for her to be like, I can't take this to the police. She's, it's got to be a Fargo situation, right? Where she was in on it and somehow it got to the police originally. And then, you know. That's what. That's my prediction. Yeah, that was my. Uh, that's initially what I thought as well. I was like, oh no, she's involved with these people. They kidnap her sister on purpose. She's definitely yeah. been involved with this crap. And I didn't think of it till just now, honestly. But I did say it before you, so technically. See, I was thinking she realized suddenly that the police were like, at least one policeman. Their it, well, yeah, they're bad, <laughs> but I think there's also at least one evil police officer that is like. The mastermind behind oh. this. Oh, see, I I was thinking maybe they'd pull that trick where she's the evil twin, right? And then he falls in love with her, finds out she's evil, but at least he has the good twin to fall back on, then <laughs> as the love interest, you know. So yeah, so that's the end of chapter one, um, and then we uh, get the continuation uh, into the like the the intro to, to chapter two which is the next hour we get it to be continued Beep. Like, Beep. next time on 428 kind of movie we get a preview of the new characters telling you tell me that doesn't sound like 24 it does it's very 24, it's very 20, yeah, yeah they do that they do that exact thing on 24 i keep waiting for the <laughs> yep the <laughs> beep, beep oh my mm-hmm. god I watched six seasons of that garbage show. I, I know. I watched so much of it. It was like the coolest fucking thing after 9-11 to watch. It really was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. What a what a fucking show. <laughs> oh, we were. We thought some things back then. It um, was. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. Long, long time ago. <laughs> I actually will defend some things about it, but that's another story for another time. Um. Anyhow, not not past season two. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So next time, uh, it seems like there's what five characters to choose from. Yep. yep. Now they're they're like, let's throw you in the deep end. <laughs> now we get the entire cast of characters. Mm-hmm. The two in the tutorial. Yeah. 
Is there any other fun stuff we wanted to talk about? Like, um, I don't know. Like, there is one interesting bad end where you can fight with, uh, what's his face? Um, Achi and, and Achi and, uh, uh, Kano. The, yeah, thank you. You can fight, but like, or when they're about to, somebody hits Kano from behind and it's the girl that Achi had helped before. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, you're supposed to stop the, the scene between them where, Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor gets knocked out with a book, but you can go back as Achi and do the same thing and find out who threw the book. And it's the girl. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, I thought I thought she killed him at first, like where he died, <laughs> and then I'm like, holy god! He dro- yeah, he drops like he's been shot. Yeah, like what a fucking glass skull that is. Jeez. Oh yeah, the other thing is when you get shot on the ending, the bad ending is where you get shot. Your controller vibrates. Oh, does oh, it? I, I was using the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was funny. Like that I I'm I'm shocked that that like made it through the port process and that my controller vibrated at the at the shot. That was funny. <laughs> there was one like really good like dr- like very like dry humor kind of comment which is during uh Achi's like in the beginning with the mean clean scene and like the boys the the ruffians are like let's go someplace more quiet and if you click on let's go someplace more quiet it's like if you say this to a girl if, if a guy says this to a girl it means he wants to like take her to a cafe on a date but if a guy says this to another guy it means that he wants to go to an alley they're gonna go fight in an alley or something like that and that's I just, so weird it was like such an elaborate detail like a, an elaborate joke to make over a detail of that like over a very like common phrase, it was just sort of emblematic of what the the tooltips are like. <laughs> but also, is that true about going someplace more quiet? It definitely isn't true in English. So like, no, yeah, right. No, <laughs> like take it outside, sure. Yeah, I think this is another place where they struggled. Take it outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to step outside? Now, like, hey, you want to go somewhere more quiet? Maybe have a romantic dinner, go. A little tea. I'll fucking marry your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a dark alley and get married. <laughs> Better watch out. Yeah, how always just sit down, take it someplace that's more quiet. We we you know de elevate this conversation, and we have a, a nice, <laughs> nice, good engagement between two human people. You know, we could just do that. <laughs> you know, is that something you want to do right here? Just take it outside. You know, it is a little noisy in here. We could just take it a little so a little more quiet. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use so many I statements when I talk to you oh in order to not put you on edge. <laughs> Catch this! Catch this greeting card! Catch these greeting cards! <laughs> I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying to me. I'm not going to push that back at you. I'm just going to take it in and let's think about it a little bit. Okay? We're just we're just going to take it in and think about it a little bit. See if it, you know, and then I will give you back my feedback. We'll see how this goes. Look at you walk away and think about this and how to de-escalate it. I'm proud of you. I'm just imagining like this ruffian <laughs> band of like marriage counselors. <laughs> oh my god, that's our, these are our side characters in this game now, and we'll we'll just end every episode with an update of <laughs> side characters. Uh, uh, one of them is Rocco Takahashi. Rocco Takahashi. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Rocco Takahashi, marriage counselor, and and Yakuza. <laughs> uh. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us for chapter one. I assume you at you at least took a look at who the characters are for the next chapter because we got to the character selection screen. Oh yeah. So any, anything you want to say about them? One of them's a mascot. I <laughs> yeah. I cheated. I I saw a little bit of Tama. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, I felt. I, yeah, me too. Tamo, I think, was in like trailers and stuff. There are two guys who don't look too interesting, and then there's Tama. Like yeah. Midoriyama, I think some dude on like a motorcycle, right? And then I don't know somebody else. I don't know. And then also uh, Achi and uh, uh, Kano again. But I want to say Kano every time because it's stupid Mortal Kombat. But anyway, <coughs> mispronouncing anything like Raiden with a Y, whatever. Anyhow, all right. <laughs> Next time. We're going to talk about the second chapter in part or in full. Mostly Tama. Mm -hmm. All right. So long, folks.